There we go. That's the government listening in. The like government it. is listening. Hey, so you mentioned a minute ago that it was kind of your goal this year to go to all the big four pay-per-views. Yeah. Uh, so where was Rumble? I don't remember. Yeah. So basically during the pandemic, you know, it was, one, you know, we all love wrestling. We all love certain eras. I, we all fall off at some point. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Did you, did you guys ever fall off? Because I fell off a little while. bit. Then we were we were talking about 2015 uh, WrestleMania 31 uh, uh, in your in your guys's backyard. That was really yeah. that kind of kind of brought me back to started watching. Didn't really feel like going again. And I can get into why I didn't want to go for a while. That's like a whole thing. We can maybe we can touch on that a little bit later. But but yeah, I didn't want to start going to live things again. But I was like, okay, I'll watch it once in a while. You know, usually on YouTube. Didn't want to pay for anything. Uh, I think I did like a free month trial. I, I remember it was that year's, that year's um, Hell in a Cell. It was Undertaker, Brock Lesnar at Hell in a Cell in October. And it was like the final encounter. You know, they bill everything as the final encounter. It's never the final encounter. They always make you come back yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> fucking a lifetime happened twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that was happening at that time was I would just, you know, just when I was bored or in between, like I was working from home. So in between, I would just like, put okay. on YouTube and watch like an old pay-per-view or something. The other thing that I was getting really into was Jim Cornette. I find Jim Cornette fucking hilarious. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's like, you know, manager back in the day from yeah. some of your listeners. Manager back in the day, he was on creative for a while. He's um, uh, quote unquote responsible for the Montreal screw job. So just kind of like watching all his sort of shoot interviews and all and hearing his stuff. He's very funny too. I still think he's, he's funnier than a lot of co- comedians too, just off the cuff. Yeah. So kind of, <laughs> he's pretty funny. One, uh, one of my favorite uh, Jim Cornette quotes, he said, yeah. uh, Hulk Hogan is a household name, but so is garbage. <laughs> yeah. No, that, 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 that's very true. Yeah. Not a fan of Hogan. He's not a fan of ultimate warrior. Like fuck he's not yeah. a fan of a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And even some of the mod, like it's weird because he's like, if you get over, it's cool. But then he he hates New Day for some reason. He thinks they're like kid stuff. But I'm like, New Day is over, Jim Cornette. What do you want? And like the the kids like it. Yeah, they they see the New Day has like no, they're just not over, but they have longevity, man. They've been longevity years. They've never really turned heel. They've all they're all kind of together. It's it's mega mega. Everybody loved their pushes. You know, each yeah. one of them kind of had a. I mean, Xavier never got the belt, but he he won the King of the Ring. Although I wish they did more with that. Uh, Kofi so what Mania was it? Was great. What was about 2015 that pushed your buttons? It was it was just pushing, but it was it was like you know there was wrestling events that were getting covered in mainstream news. You know, like when the Undertaker streak broke, that was on CNN. Fucking, we're we're watching Middle East stuff, and they they literally did a breaking news thing to show the Undertaker streak getting getting uh, broken. And I, my <laughs> wow. first thought, and my first thought was, whoa, the Undertaker still wrestling like he's still around like the because i remember attitude era i never was watching in 91 when he was like the western undertaker with the big old hat i missed kind of the paul bear era <laughs> well i know he was paul bear was with them when he was like the cult leader or whatever because that oh, was, yeah he was just the dead man yeah when he was the dead like when he was sacrificing doing like some weird wedding with stephanie on like a fucking crucifix or whatever that was oh yeah the, that was my the, era. The ministry of darkness ministry of darkness that Hell fucking yeah. weird cult leader shit or whatever it was like 98 98 99 the satanic shit like yeah. it was wild yeah like when kane just debuted when when kane wasn't a republican mayor in tennessee <laughs> <laughs> when we oh didn't even God. know what when we didn't even know who glenn jacob we didn't even know who he was but no one had seen his face or anything they 
They would do like shoot. Like, they would do like kayfabe. Like when he would drive, he'd wear like a ski mask so they couldn't see who he was. It was yeah, yeah. And we didn't even know at that point that he was like you know the others characters like Isaac Yankum and the fake. Yeah, Diesel we didn't and, know he was Isaac yeah. or or fake or what was it? he was fake, fake uh, Diesel. Fake Diesel. He was yeah. The other guy didn't really. The other guy who played fake uh, uh, Razor Ramon. He didn't really have much of a career, but. But fake diesel. He did in Puerto Rico, but yeah. Oh, no, he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, hell yeah. I'm he glad he had some. Big of a name. Was he working with Savio Vega in Puerto Rico? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Isn't he in the hospital right now? I hope he, I think I hope he died. I think he passed away. Oh no, no, Rick no. Sa- Savio Vega. Oh, I Savio heard. Vega. I, don't, yeah. I, have, I don't have any updates on Savio Vega. Yeah, I heard he was. Uh, obviously, he's, you know, he's been doing like Puerto Rico, like territory stuff. And, he's still going, uh, though. I saw him on some going. recent MLW things. Yeah. So Savio yeah. Vega's still going. He's still he's going. Still, Still going. I was surprised because they did a thing, and I know we're getting we're getting off ten thousand tangents, <laughs> yeah. but but they did a table for five. Uh, table, it was table for five, but with the Bone Street Crew, which was the Undertaker. Oh, I like, remember that. Yeah, we watched that. That was super fun. I watched Godfather it, but I was like, was there. Godfather was there. They even got Midian to come back, which is fucking wild. Uh, but there was no Savio Vega, and I was just like, man, where's Savio Vega? Oh, uh, I don't think I noticed that. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was unfortunate, and obviously they had the respects to Yoko. Uh, that's that's cool uh, all right well i'm gonna stop you there uh yes. ladies and gentlemen welcome to hypothetical comedy the podcast yeah, i am yeah. funky sam medina and i'm athena rodriguez and we are here with comedian pratik Servostoval. how you doing pratik hello. hello everybody how we doing glad we can make this work hell yeah hell yeah me too thank you sir thank you very much for being here man happy to hey, be here so uh back on to the the 2022 the big four like so how's yes. that been going for you what was uh what was the rumble like and and you know what was uh yeah so basically during the pandemic i was just like you know watching like thunderdome virtual wrestling or whatever and i was yeah, just thunderdome like, was actually really neat like it was a good concept for what they needed at the time what they needed at the time because those empty arena matches yeah. were, were awful those are, those are terrible yeah i was just like okay when this gets up i gotta go to see some stuff live because like just like with stand-up you know and there are a lot of parallels to, to wrestling and stand-up but just like with stand-up you know it's always yes you can watch it on netflix and whatever but you gotta go see it live so just like with wrestling like there's an electricity there's a vibe you, in the room yeah. yeah there's a vibe in the room when you go live and so uh well there, there were a couple of friends of mine one is one is this guy who he, he's a comedian but he also reports on wrestling uh kevin kellum he reports for sports keto uh wrestling oh, nice. So he he has to he goes to the events and then you know we'll be hanging out during the day and he'll have to go you know interview <laughs> do media day or whatever for WWE like WWE like lets him come out as a media person for that. So that's, oh, that's incredible that's because he gets yeah. like backstage passes and and special like press box and things oh like that yeah he gets the press box he gets to go like on the Thursdays before the big pay per view and like talk to the superstars like he's done wow. he's done interviews with with everybody it's 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 really that cool so um, that's incredible so he was going in the mother friend who's also a comedian Chris Damon uh uh he, he we all were just like yeah we're just like fuck it let's just go down so 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 Royal Rumble was in uh St Louis this year uh, that's right uh, yep in January so we actually picked we, we and what we do is we pick up like a show or two before the pay-per-view like like the day or two before the pay-per-view see the town and then go to the pay-per-view and we the re- reason i want to start rumble is i really do think there's something exciting about royal rumble because you don't know who's gonna oh show God. up during the matches uh, yeah you know absolutely there, there's a surprise element too mm-hmm. uh and mm-hmm. so that that year was really and and then the rest of the card was very interesting. You had you had Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns fighting, which I know they fought before, but this one was interesting because you know who's really who's the heel, who's the face in this? Because 
you know, Seth is still playing a heel, but he did that thing where he actually did a the the crowd entrance with the old shield. Uh, yeah, the attire. shield entrance. He was kind of mocking Roman with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, My and, and, and and they kicked off the pay per view with that. So that was a really good way to kick off the pay per view. Um, uh, Edge, and then and then we had the other match, the mixed tag match with Edge and uh, Beth Phoenix and Miz and Maurice, and that was big for me because I never got to see Edge live. You know, when, oh when I was, yeah never really saw him live so to hear metalingus play in, in a fucking arena was was wild so that uh, you know that was uh, he he deserved that pop that was that was good good little feel-good match you know what i mean because he kind of stopped using metalingus for a while because then he kind of turned heel later in the year uh and i believe now he's back to using metalingus if I'm not i think he is too i think he yeah. is too but yeah he did stop using it because of the judgment day situation because judgment situation. let me get me started on that that's a whole you know yeah. uh, cre- <laughs> creative and wwe ah we'll be here for four hours <laughs> just going off let's just on throw that. a bunch of ideas on the floor and pick up random ones yeah let's yeah. put edge in a group hey let's kick edge out of the group out um, of the group right when they're gaining traction too <laughs> right when they're starting uh, yeah. So, so uh, uh, was this Rumble your first show back? Like since you since you uh, just got back into wrestling a few years ago? Yeah, I did go. Pandemic. I did go to so before. Yeah, so so I went to. I'll tell you all. The, I've only I went to a SmackDown in two thousand. This was when The Rock was still on top and Biker Taker was there. Uh, uh, that that was where literally they would they would fight people in the crowd back then. And those attitude era days, like there really was no crowd control back then. Like I remember I was like 12 or 13 or something. My dad got, got his tickets. We went, both of us went and there was like a family right in front of us. And like someone threw like a, like a solo cup full of ice down from like the second level down to the, to the first level or whatever. And oh, it hit wow. like the kid in front of us. So the dad, it was this big black dude. He just put on his cane mask and just ran up to the oh. second floor to try to, <laughs> to try to fight people. There was like people fighting in the middle of the fucking. So that kind of what, you know, a little bit like I was still liked it, but I was like, I don't know if I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that kind of turned me off to going for a little bit. But then, yeah, when I came back in 2015, I went to, I went to a payback in Chicago at the Allstate arena, which, if you haven't gotten a chance to go to, which, you know, for wrestling, old OG wrestling fans, it was the Rosemont Horizon yep. back in the day. But the All-State Arena really is, it's a very good venue for for wrestling. Like, it's really sort of built, you know, low ceilings. It's kind of like, it's kind of like comedy once again, you know, low ceilings, the sound, you know, doesn't go too far up. It's And there really is no bad seat at the All-State. So I did go to a payback. Uh, uh, the main event of that payback was Roman Reigns and AJ Styles, which... That oh, again, that's really? when AJ Styles had just, this was 2016 when he had just, you know, joined. Uh, he actually, he debuted at a Rumble too. Talk about, you know, yep. again, yeah. Rumble. He did. And but, that's when, uh, what you're talking about is when uh, AJ Styles was getting Vince McMahon's trust because he was out there with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Made him look like a million dollars. Made him look like a million dollars. That was, that was actually a really good match. Uh, that was also the pay per view where Enzo got a concussion uh, at the beginning of the match. Uh, we also had a good Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens match, like one of those old school, like, uh, you know, when, when Sami Zayn was just coming off and El, El Generico, you know, it was good. It was a good time. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that that was just a random like just paper. I just went to it was one of those things where I I gotten free tickets through some mailing thing or promotional. Oh, that's cool. Oh, Let's yeah. go to that. And then, yeah, I just didn't really for whatever reason. I just was like, ah, it's too much money or blah, blah, blah. But then after the pandemic, I'm like, no, we got to we got to stop going. Maybe we can just like do a show or something to, you know, do a couple shows, make a little bit of money to kind of pay for the tickets. And yeah, Rumble really, again, it's, you don't know what's going to happen to Rumble. And even, even this year's like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the, you know, internet wrestling fans were not a fan of these two Rumbles, but I, I fucking loved it. I mean that, you know, especially in the women's Rumble when Mickey James made an appearance with that impact, yes, with an impact wrestling title. That was and history. They, she came out to her yeah. impact theme song with her impact the belt. gimmick and her yeah. impact world title. 
and that was one of the, the that was a really big pop for the night was the yeah. was the impact mm-hmm. was her 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 appearance she made uh, an impact that night uh she, she definitely made an impact that <laughs> night sasha banks got a really good response too and to say you know well, let's see if she comes back but i i still remember you know seeing yeah. her for the first time that was my first time seeing her live too she got a really big pop and she was she was uh early on in the uh rumble too she made a big appearance you know how they like they try to put one or two superstars to kind of yeah last excited until the, at the beginning yeah Hell yeah i really like that women's rumble um and then the men's rumble you know everybody's like oh brock lesnar won or whatever but i actually snuck down we were in the third row third level i snuck down to the first level with my buddy kevin to sit in his press seats or whatever and that was just really we had <laughs> there was a one dude with a confederate flag like fast <laughs> oh, wrestling fans show their true colors <laughs> oh yeah absolutely but it was that one was fun too because if you remember in the men's rumble yes brock lesnar won whatever people might have problems with that but you also giant oxville from jackass show up in that one yeah he took a a frog splash from montez ford that was that he uh, knoxville got a really good pop bad bunny bunny, bad Bad bunny bunny. showed he got a huge pop too because we didn't we didn't know uh (laughs) randy orton so that one was in st louis so randy orton got a huge pop because he's originally from st louis he wasn't in the match too long but i but yeah, Randy uh, was definitely like, everyone was just like, oh, he should win or he should make it to the final two, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, also, at one point in the ring at the beginning of that men's rumble, you had you had AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, who I met at a, who I met one time in Chicago at the Laugh Factory Christmas party. Shinsuke oh, just what? showed up. Yeah, I saw he just pictures. Showed, yeah, he showed up. He is good friends with the, this is a very funny comedian from Japan, Saku Yanagawa. He's good friends with Shinsuke Nakamura. He just, I think there was a SmackDown taping in 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 town that week, so he was just there in town one night early, and so yeah, he brought him to the Laugh Factory Christmas party. He's a very tall dude. It, wow. he, he looks tall. Yeah, yeah. I saw those pictures uh, on Facebook. Those are really cool. That was really cool. He was super nice. He uh he was like, yeah, send me your album. So I sent him my. I he gave me he gave me his email address, and I emailed him my album, and he actually said he liked it. It was like very funny, very funny. Well, it is a very good album. We listen. Oh, to thank it. you, Sam. Yeah, no, it's oh, a, yeah. It, it's it's a good you know these these wrestlers. I mean, the thing with these wrestlers, they're all performers. They understand you know the, the yeah. performance yes. element. also a lot of wrestlers have started doing stand i mean dolph ziggler does stand up now mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of similarity rob, yeah. rob van dan RVD, yeah there is a I lot mean, of similarity I'm, i mean it really if you think about it you know not to get into the minutiae of it but if you think about it you know wrestlers they're on the road constantly we're on the road constantly yep. uh wrestlers aren't getting paid enough for their work <laughs> we're not getting paid unless enough right work. unless you're in the top tier like wwe uh, exactly just right. like in the wwe you know it's kind of like la is kind of like wwe new york comedy is kind of like new japan like i have these, these <laughs> kind of like, like that i like you know? that wait what's AEW then like austin a- texas Austin, Texas, maybe or <laughs> Canada. You know, I think Canada, AW is one of those kind of. It's. it's I'll say it's, a uh, Ring of Honor's Canada. Ring of, Ring of yeah. Honor's Canada. No, Ring of Honor is fucking. You know, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor is just the Midwest. Just the, <laughs> uh, the the the, 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 the rough and tumble. Up. Yeah. And then for some, I think I was free. I had like a free weekend, Mania weekend. So I was like, let's just go. Let's just do it. Like it was. Oh, the, one of the reasons I wanted to go to Mania this year was because it was. You had the Undertaker going to Hall of Fame. I had never seen, I never heard the Undertaker's gong because the only time I saw him, like I said, was in 2000 when he was Biker Taker, when he was American with the Kid Bears. Rock theme. So I was like, I got it. I mean, I've never, I've never seen him live, and I kind of want to see what he says as the Hall of Fame speech. So we went, and then also that was the year that Stone Cold came back um, uh, for that match with Kevin Owens. Uh, yeah, you know, also, you know what? That's that, that was that's incredible because. 
he was able to kind of go out on his own on his own own like, terms, terms you know in the main event you know you, you event, kevin right. owens can say that he main evented and i gotta say like also you know what i like the layout of uh of at&t stadium i thought they did a really good job you know I forget where our seats were. We might have been like low two hundreds or whatever, but it was it was it was really good seats and they, and they put on a good show. You know, first that was my first ever Mania live. Never never went to a Mania. Did you we go to both tr- nights. Went to both nights. So we did we did three. We basically did uh, on third. We got in Thursday uh, and we did it. We did a GCW event, which I'm I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. know. Yeah, for for some of your listeners, if they don't know GCW, it's it's a wild time. Uh, uh, Nick Gage did not perform at that. He just did like an MCing thing or whatever um uh but yeah to see like light tubes explode live like it's it's oh a wild my gosh. Yeah. i kept my mask on because i was like i don't know what like poisons and all come yeah that's exactly. why i always like whatever they break right, those, like, the dust oh my flights. gosh oh yeah it i don't know if that's like good for anybody the the wildest thing was the the, the the second match was really like messy hardcore match everybody was bloody all the wrists were bloody and the in the then the and the doo-doo won uh, we we saw him kind of walk by later, and we like just did a quick fist when I came in, really good match. And he was like, "Thank you." And then he like he walks off to the side, grabs a table, runs to the corner of like the little arena that we were in. And this was like a this by the way, like this arena had like two sections. It was like a little small arena uh, in the Dallas area. You had the arena with the mat- ring set up for the match, and then on the other side was just like this like wrestling flea market where they just had they had like old you could literally find like old like Samoa Joe TNA like wrestle buddies fucking like like the t-shirts from like like the attitude era like pay-per-view t-shirts whatever like old programs like a wrestling flea market of course old chairs from like pay-per-views and all like they had like the the souvenir chairs you could get like just all this random stuff so yeah yeah, that does sound like fun to walk around just look at stuff yeah it's like a rest it's like a wrestling convention basically that's what it feels like when you're going to a mania whenever you go to that mania town so that was thursday night and shout out to kevin callum who who got us those gcw tickets so that was that was thursday then friday was uh uh uh, smackdown and they basically did like a twofer you get smackdown and the hall of fame in oh, one nice. in one ticket so you got that and then yeah then we did uh mania and uh yeah two nights of mania so that was a fun weekend you know wow. and, did you any comedy shows that weekend in dallas yeah uh we did i did a one-off I, I didn't get to do anything in dallas i did this one-off like private event uh that was able to pay for uh it didn't pay for a hotel but it did cover most of the fundage for the tickets i did this one like that's like, weird great. private event and like this like indian restaurant or whatever i did this in we because because we drove down at that so that was our thing too i didn't fly in from la i was already in chicago i had gone back to chicago to do some shows and then we drove down from chicago so that was the other thing too i usually when i go to these things i usually go to chicago and i find it's either much cheaper to fly from chicago or i just drive down with them um and so yeah it was a wild time yeah we stopped in god it was like somewhere in, i think plano texas or something and this like Indian association was like, Hey, we'll do like some Indian event. I'm like, okay, cool. Can you do this? This is what I'm at. This is what I'm asking for. And I kind of hyped it up because I'm, you know, going to the wrestling. Yeah. Thing. So that, that, that's really how you do it. Comedy fans. Well, you Woo! just, you just found an event and sold yourself. Yeah. And then wow. just, good. You know, Great job. That's incredible. And I was able to pay for most. And then I also sold my, you know, merch or whatever. And that kind of helped. So that's, that's a way to go see things, you know, because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not minting money for these things. I'm just kind of like just finding ways to, you know, wow, go just see these trusting things. The yeah. Universe, you're just, huh? you're just betting oh. on yourself and you're making it happen. Love you got to bet on yourself a little bit, you know, and, and what also helped was, you know, like during the pandemic, I was, I was still working, you know, full time during the pandemic. So that kind of helped. And, 
you know, I was actually, the ironic thing was at my job, I was picking up shift, extra shifts during the pandemic because other people that worked there were all parents and they couldn't go to, I, I don't oh. want to, I don't want to get into details of what I did, but I'll just say I used to like monitor, I, I don't want to get into too many specifics. So we'll be here, we'll be here for 5,000 hours <laughs> if I get into every, we'll go, we've been on 10,000 tangents already, but I used to <laughs> monitor like social media accounts for like children and like help out with like suicidal thoughts and cyber bullies and all. Wow. So, so that job basically, a lot of parents worked at that company. And when the pandemic happened, kids were already home from school a lot, e learning hadn't really started yeah. yet. So they were like, hey, can you cover it? You don't have kids. And I'm like, yeah, I, I you know what? I had all these shows that I just lost because of the pandemic. So I'm like, let me start. And this was right when we hadn't really done a lot with Zoom. Zoom wasn't like, yeah. you know, displaced comedy hadn't started yet and all. So it was just like, you know, you'd pick up like a Zoom thing here and there or whatever. You know, it was like literally like doing one thing a week in comedy, which is like, wow. Like it felt so weird during that time. So I'm like, so I'm like, let me just pick up extra shifts of work. I'm getting this money, you know, I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> so that having that extra buffer has been, has been good. You know, it's been, it, it kind of helped with the move too to LA. So, That's you know, That's awesome. all things you, happen for a reason. Are you still working or are you doing comedy full time? Right now, comedy is the, uh, the full-time uh, experience. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I love it. So for oh, all your listeners, so hey, wonderful. if you want to support me, uh, we got we got merch on the website. The album is still available. All that good stuff. Hell uh, yeah. And I sell my album, by the way, with extra. You get, like, photos and you get, like, tracks that aren't on the album. So if you're like, well, well isn't it on Spotify? I'm like, yeah, but it's it's different when you buy it on the website. You get more things. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Awesome. That's good to know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah. So let's uh, I, I, you know what? Let's finish the let's finish your 2022 journey here. Uh, so SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, what was what was SummerSlam about, and uh, what was it like being in the building when that ring went 20 feet in the air? That was fucking wild. Uh, yeah. So SummerSlam. So then we were like, okay, we did Royal Rumble Mania. Let's do the big. I mean, technically now, if you if you ask WWE, they're like, it's not Big Four, it's Big Five, Money in the Bank. Yeah. I I, yeah. I was like, yeah, we're not able to do Money Bank, so we went to SummerSlam. Oh, and between all that, I also went to AEW, uh, the, the Wind Trust uh, Dynamite. It was a Dynamite February 2nd when Punk faced uh, NJF, and he actually lost. Oh. That was Punk's first loss. In, I remember that on TV, on, yeah. On TV, yeah. And the crowd was wild for that. That was an explosive night because everybody was just fucking cursing out MJF the whole time. He was wearing Yankees, like like <laughs> trunks or whatever. So, And there was like a pizza chant at one point, like, our pizza's better than yours or whatever. It was it was a wild time. Um, uh, Thunder Rosa got a big response that night, too. I think she was doing, like, a dynamite, just like an enhancement match. Where, where was it located? Uh, this was in Chicago at Wind oh, Trust. Oh, in Chicago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, they did it at the Wind Trust, which is near, which is not near, like, so when they do, like, All Out and all, they do it at the... All outs in Schaumburg, which is like a suburb of Chicago, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. this was actually in the city proper. And the funny thing was, is after that event, uh, we went into this music club called Reggie's and Kevin Kellum set up a, a, a comedy night. And so a lot of the wrestling fans came straight from AEW to that event. So like I really tailored that set to just fucking wrestling fans and and they had a really good time i sold a couple Perfect. posters there too love that love that wrestling fan we're, we're trying to do that more now we're not just do a show on the way to the venue like why can't we do one like at like 5 p.m before the paper yeah like even you the know, day before something like that day before wrestlemania I mean, weekend that'd be really wrestlemania good weekend i know right. i know there's a few comedians we're trying to set something up for all all out that weekend too i mean uh, you I, could probably even like uh get in contact with maybe conrad thompson and do them with starcast like you're you're a pretty big name in comedy now and you know you got a lot of 
uh, credits and things like that. So you could probably even get in. Yeah, some, you like, never know. Some, yeah, like, shout out to uh, shout out to yeah, Starcast. That would be cool. I know they were doing actually. That was funny. So getting back to SummerSlam, they did Starcast. If you recall in Nashville that year, because in addition to SummerSlam, the other big event happening was Ric Flair's quote unquote last match. Was also, <laughs> Flair's also tenth, yeah, Ric Flair's tenth last match. Tenth did last match. Did you watch match. the roast for Teak? We we that was when we actually had shows that night, so we weren't okay. able to see the road. I saw clips and all. I did see. You, you didn't I miss did, much. I, I uh well my, well so I can report that Kevin uh Callum he went to the roast because he was covering it for for Sports Keto. Okay. And he and he got to hang out. I think he was backstage. He hung out with Eric Bischoff and Dan Saint Germain, the comedian, because I know Dan Saint Germain oh, did, wow. did 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 stand up. Yeah, on he there was too, on there too. So. He was on there too. I thought the really cool thing about that roast, from what I saw, I didn't see all of it, but I did see the part with The Rock telling that cool story about Ric Flair uh, via via satellite or whatever. And I, I think I think The Rock, you know, everybody's a go Hollywood, but the guy remembers his roots. He remembers. He does. He's, he's a big, you know, just just like with Stone Cold. You know, if you ever listen to Stone Cold's podcast, like both of these two big mega stars are wrestling fans. They're fans of the industry that they're in. You know, Stone yeah. Cold will talk about some obscure like. New Japan match that he watched, and I'm like, yeah, this is Don't Go Steve Austin. He still watches wrestling with a passion, and I apply that to comedy. That I hope that you know, in my senior years of comedy or later years of comedy, I'm still just as passionate about the industry of comedy. So I, I do think again to get back to this theme of parallels of wrestling and comedy and all. I look at their passion, both Austin and Rock, and you know, if you get to that level, you should still be passionate about the business. You, that that yeah. that that passion shouldn't go away, you know. So I really appreciate what they're doing. But, um, yeah, that was all, this is all in Nashville, which by the way, I don't know if you guys have been to Nashville. Nashville is a wild ass town. Like that is to go yeah. to, like they, they have a street, uh, I think it's Broadway. That's where we were. I literally took a picture of like how packed Broadway was the street. And I was just like, Hey, the, here's the line for the open mic. Cause it was so like, it was just fucking, it was, wow. it, was it was huge. Uh, Kid Rock has a bar uh, in the, in the main hub of the city. <laughs> oh, so he probably, he probably lives there. Uh, he lives in, he he, in the, he's from yeah, he, he was, was at SummerSlam too. Yeah, yeah he was at SummerSlam and he was at Ric Flair's last match, I think. Oh, wow. He was at Ric Flair's last match. Uh, he was at SummerSlam. They cut to him at SummerSlam and everybody booed. They were just like, Ugh. like they oh, they booed for him. Uh, our our illustrious Kane, the Glenn Jacobs, he also oh, showed up. Yeah, he got booed uh, out of the building. He got booed out of the building but too. There, something just happened online with Kane where he said some things that a lot of people didn't like. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna he's been say saying that. a lot of things. I mean, he's basically, yeah. you know, the wound what's funny. Fresh. The wound was very fresh. Yeah, he did every. I mean, he's basically, you know, it's funny because I remember when Kane was like just getting into politics or he'd like be a commentator on the news. He was like, oh, I'm, I'm libertarian. I don't really have a I'm not right or left. I'm just libertarian. But then clearly somewhere along the way, but then as soon as he gets elected, he's hard. He's Republican. Yeah. yeah. He probably was like, oh, I'll just attach myself to Republican. He's from, I mean, let's be honest here. He's from Tennessee. You know, right. he's probably going to, he's probably going to run red. You know, the thing I think I say to people is it's like, I don't want to have, I don't know if I want to get together and, you know, maybe I'll meet them backstage or whatever, but you know, it's like that old phrase at like don't, at a dinner party, don't talk about religion or politics. I probably don't want to talk about religion or politics with most of these wrestlers. Yeah. Especially like, like AJ, AJ Styles, Styles is a flat, is a flat earther. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Undertaker AJ Styles Cause uh, you know, if I had that conversation with him, I probably wouldn't be his fan anymore. <laughs> I would not be. No, I I'm so torn on that because you know, love Undertaker, but he's let's be honest here. He's, he's a good old boy from Texas. He's probably pro cop, pro military. Like he's pro yeah. every, you know. Uh, I don't doubt that. Um, and Al, it's funny too. During his uh, during Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech, he's like, "Yeah, I'm Christian. I'm proud." And I and 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 what's 
funny about this. AJ Styles like sort of stood up. Uh, you did because you can't see that on the on the on the televised thing, but in the audience, they had all the wrestlers seated on like the uh like right by the Titantron, like right by the lip of okay. the stage, basically. And AJ Styles like just jumped out and she's like, Yeah, Christianity, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was it was it was it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny when he did AJ's that. a fan of Christianity, not <laughs> wrestling Christianity. Yeah, <laughs> not, I, not, not hold gonna hold yeah, yeah, yeah. He did <laughs> he did like a yes chant for Christianity. It was, <laughs> It was it was wild. Uh, wow. That's good, you know. Whatever. Yeah, Undertaker dropped like it felt like a TED talk. His 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 uh his, his Hall of Fame speech. speech. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he had like an earpiece going. He kind of didn't really stay on the podium. He was kind of walking around. It was, it it was a good time. I'm really glad I went for that. Cool. The the Steiners got a good pop at Hall of Fame that year too because that was when you didn't think they were gonna get in, but then Braun Breaker because he's like new with like he's kind of the big deal and NXT. So they're like, oh, let's let's appease Braun Breaker. So let's you know get his daddy's i feel like i feel like they did that not just necessarily to appease him but uh it gets a lot of mainstream eyes on him because on him they're they're honoring the steiner brothers like that's gonna get your attention but then hey look their nephew the son whatever he's still wrestling waves he's making big waves getting those casual fans who maybe fell off or like i remember the steiner brothers oh their son is wrestling now cool yeah Yeah. so he's like it's weird because he's such a hybrid of both of them it's so weird and he's doing like it's funny he's almost like he 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 looks more like Scott. Yeah, he sounds more like Scott too. He sounds more like Scott, but then like move set is interesting. But and I also like, you know, it's so funny. People are like, why don't you just change his name? You already kind of it's kind of weird now to do like a change or something, you know what I mean? Like yeah, once you have a name, it is weird. Like kind of like Gunther. Just, like originally it's so they were gonna call him Rex R E X Steiner. Steiner, yeah. I like that, but his his true first name is Bronson. Bronson, so Bron Breaker makes and I've kind of it's kind of like I've stuck like who would have thought the rock would like stick as a name, you know what I mean? So like yeah, exactly. now I'm so used to Bron Breaker, I wouldn't want to call him Bron Steiner or whatever. You know, that'd be kind of weird now. It know? would so, be, yeah, at this point. But be. he's got a good look. Um but yeah, SummerSlam that was that was a wild time. Uh, that was my first ever pay-per-view at an outdoor arena, you know. Okay. That was, nice. So the sun was still out for for Bianca and uh, I think that the sunset by the time Bianca and Becky's man they kicked it off so that ended Bianca I forgot was from Tennessee so she got a good 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 little oh I didn't even know she was from Tennessee yeah hometown like and it's funny it's one of those things where you kind of learn I feel like that's where you when you go to these things you learn more uh about that stuff because you know you'll see the fans and I'm always curious I like to watch what the kids are because I'm curious like what are kids you know Into. who who do they like now in yeah. wrestling you know what I mean a lot of families were up front where we were. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, uh, Bobby Lashley got a huge pop. Uh, people sleep on that. Ray Mysterio got a huge, the, him and Dominic, they're, they're, they're a good pop. I, I feel like they're teasing a, a Dominic heel turn, but I got to say, them together as a team, people, people might find it corny. People might, be, might not be a fan of Dominic. They're a good team. People like it. You know, the fans are in. The, the, main, the mainstream kid fans are into that team maybe the internet fans don't really care for that and but i like it. i've been a brave mysterio fan since fucking wcw days i still remember playing him on playstation wcw wcw yeah. thunder which was a weird fucking game but it was yeah like those those wcw games were weird because you could play as like a horse like you could play what? as as different like alternative <laughs> hidden characters dude so they had, had like, the staff that made the game in the game in the game that was so disrespectful what? Because yeah. I would have rather had jobbers, WCW jobbers, than real jobbers than like Frankenstein, right? Or like Snow, Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. yeah, they would have like these weird, like fake things a in there. Yeah, a horse though. A yeah. horse you could live in, th- in that game in Thunder. I remember how disappointed I was with both the, that and Nitro. Yeah, yeah, I did like um, 
uh, what was it? N- the the N sixty four games. Those you know, I don't know if you know this, but the people that made the N sixty four games, uh, WCW versus NWO and yeah. Super Bowl Revenge, and then they moved on to WWF. Yeah, they did WrestleMania two thousand and No Mercy. I think it was THQ, right? THQ and Ukes. Ukes. Those two companies are teaming up to make the AEW game. The AEW game, yes. I so heard I'm about super that. excited about that. That'll be good. Yeah, Fight Forever. I think they just won some like GameCon convention. I love that, that title, game. by the way. Yeah. Fight Forever. Fucking oh, it's a great channel. That is great. Hell yeah. That was actually funny. The That was the champ people were getting for Brock and Roman towards that. Well, I mean, that's been a huge wrestling champ for years, mm-hmm. Fight Forever. I Fight think Forever. I feel like it started with Owens and Zayn, or I guess Owens and Generico. Oh, was, oh yeah, Owens and Generico. Honor, Fight Forever. I know Jericho and MJF a couple times during their AEW feud, yeah. they got that a little bit. Certainly MJF and CM Punk. I mean that that was a great feud too. Um, MJF is scary now. Are you? Uh, him are you going to Survivor Series because it's sold out? I think. Uh we did. We did. We spoiler just got. We just got our tickets. Oh, congratulations! Yay. Hell yeah! So you're making. Yeah, there's a few. There's, we can we can hit the hit. Where the is Survivor Series going to be? That's going to be in Boston. This okay. So, okay. Yeah. I think we're going to try to go in. We might fly in on. Uh, Black Friday and then try to do a show oh, Friday wow. night and then go to oh, wow. and then it's on a Saturday. All the big four pay-per-views, by the way, have been on Saturdays. Since the pandemic happened. Yeah, Since that's pandemic, weird, right? Yeah. I kind of like it though. I kind of like it because you have a day to digest everything before Raw. Before Raw, yeah. Um I'll like say, yeah, the only one is just Mania because they did two nights. So they did right. Uh, yeah, Mania's two nights. Let's go. Mania's I like two. That. and they wanted they, Sunday. Yeah. I like and, that idea, two yeah, nights. Yeah. Um, they, and then they, we're gonna try to go from New Japan. New Japan, yeah, they sold New Japan because <laughs> even like AEW doesn't do. I think one of their events was Saturday, but most of them are on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I think I think their minor shows are Saturdays and their major shows are Sunday, something like that. Like yeah, all out yeah. will be on a Sunday. All out, all outs on a Sunday. I think yeah, like the all well not all what's it called double or nothing that was on a Sunday. Yeah, I don't know about um um. When Revolution, oh, was. yeah, that might have been a Saturday. I that probably was a Saturday, yeah. That was a good card, by the way, for this year's Revolution. I don't remember it to tell you the truth. That was the one <laughs> that was I watched the one. it. You had you had Moxley, uh, and uh, Brian Danielson. That's where Regal made his debut and they created the oh, Black they Blue. created the, the yeah, I remember Black that. Blue Comic Con. You had obviously MJF and CM Punk with the dog collar match, which you haven't done those in fucking years. That that was wild, that was pretty uh, crazy. And and uh, Adam Cole and Pangman Page in the main event. Nice for people that think like, oh, Adam Cole's getting wasted in AEW. I mean, he's he he won the Owen Hart tournament. He was in a main event with Adam Page. He's I think he's injured right now, but um, he was in that fatal four way at the Forbidden Door, which I was supposed to go to. Yeah, oh, I really want to go to that. But, that was a good show. That was a really good show. That was a good show. I really like that show. I might be going all out. You know, we're, we're trying. I mean, I am in Chicago. I'm I'm going back for a uh, a wedding. I do have some shows too that too but uh, i'm going back for a wedding and then i have a few shows and then sunday right now is open so i'm, I'm trying to go to all out but i'm curious is the ti- is the AEW title gonna be online they haven't really decided yeah i'm curious about that too um i really am too because it's like is it gonna be punk is he's gonna be ready you know is he gonna be ready gonna be are, they, are, else? are they gonna do a triple threat with punk and moxie or maybe punk's out for another six months who knows who knows they haven't really updated us about that yeah it's just weird that we're literally a week away with the title match the big title the main event has not been announced announced. but the card is looking i mean we still also don't know there's like a ladder match we don't know who's participating they haven't announced one person in the ladder match yeah so they're literally gonna announce everything on wednesday Um, (laughs) probably oh by the way we have eight minutes of announcements yeah and it's a two hour it's not a three hour we're gonna stay we're gonna continue our announcements we're going to commercial but it's gonna stay picture in picture picture in picture oh my god i i I saw an image today of 
when when Jericho fought Nick Gage and it's the dominant dominoes sign in the corner and Jericho getting oh, sliced Oh, they got in trouble for that apparently. They did. Dominoes Some... was pissed about that because yeah, they uh Nick Gage was slicing Jericho's face with a pizza cutter during a Domino's commercial. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and literally it was a Domino's pizza ad where it was like a slicer going through pizza. It was fucking hilarious. Wow. That's I love crazy. that shit. So um let's let's change the subject a little bit. Let's get into talk about you. How long have you uh, been doing stand-up comedy? Actually, before you answer that question, where was it that kind of sparked your interest in doing stand-up comedy? So when I was in college, I went to a school in Chicago called DePaul University, and there was a theater uh, on like it, it was in it was in the Lakeview area of Chicago. It's now the it's currently the Laugh Factory, but when I was oh. going to college, it was called the Lakeshore Theater because it was right by the lake, and it was a theater curated by. If you guys know, I don't know if you guys know the comedian Paul Provenza. He's kind of like a, you know, he he did that movie Aristocats about the about the aristocrat joke, which is like oh, the dirtiest joke, that, yeah. the dirtiest joke told in comedy. Um, he also curates a lot of JFL lineups. Um, he had that show on Showtime called The Green Room, where he would like just kind of interviewed comedians like in a oh, nice. kind of a green room setting and all. So he's a cool dude. So he curated lineups for that for that theater, and this is back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So. You literally had like a young Aziz coming through. You had Greg Giraldo coming through. You had young Louie coming through. You had Mark wow. Maron before Mark Maron before uh you know the podcast had taken over. Fucking Reggie Watts back when he was <laughs> skinny Reggie Watts, I like to say. Like just like where they were literally giving away tickets. They would and what they would do is they would call colleges, the nearby colleges in Chicago. So like DePaul University, Loyola University, University of Chicago, and they'd just be like, Hey, if you're a college student you have your student ID, come watch the show for free and just nice. buy a drink or something. You have to buy one, not even like a two drink minimum, just free entry, just, you know, fucking buy a drink. And so butts in the seats at that point. Yeah. yeah. Butts in the seats. So I would go cause it was so close to me and I figured out, I'm like, Oh, this is fun. So I would go there like a lot and just watching comedy live was really kind of intriguing. You know, at that point I had done, I had, I didn't do plays in high school or anything, but I was into you know, Lonely Island had taken off. So this idea of making funny videos, being funny was yeah. interesting to me. And I tried making videos with other people, but like there was always like you had to depend on other people. No one had the camera, no one right. to edit. So I was like, oh, here's this thing where I can be funny, stand up. And it's just me. I just, I write my things and I do it. And I liked the immediacy of it. And I liked the control of it. So I was like, I mean, it just, it, it really was watching it live, wanting to be creative. And also Lakeshore did a really good job pairing the headliners, whether it be like a Doug Stanhope or Greg Geraldo with a local act. And I would talk to the local acts afterwards. And I'd be like, so how'd you get started? And they'd be like, oh, there's an open mic here. There's an open so mic smart. afterwards. So it really did um, encourage me to kind of start. And, and again, watch. So I wasn't just watching these comedians. I, the, the headliner comedians, I was watching the local scene live and seeing, you know, hey, Chicago's got some really funny people. Like, I would see these feature acts and I'd be like, whoa, they're really funny. They must be on the road. Like, no, they're local. They live here. So I'm like, whoa, this is happening in my own town. Like every week. (laughs) And and they would, they would talk to me some, some of the afterwards. They would tell me about like independent shows happening in Chicago. They would tell me about, you know, comedians you should know, which is a very long running show in Chicago. It's still around to this day. And I remember going to that show from Lakeshore theater and being like, this is great. These are all local comics and all of them are funny. And, it didn't matter if they were on TV. They're just funny fucking people. And seeing the work. Yes, I'm biased to Chicago because I started there. But I really think just watching all these local comedians come up and seeing the hard work they put in. Hard work is inspiring to me. So that's kind of how I got started. 
That's a that's a good one. And then Chicago is definitely a hot spot because isn't like uh, Gramblings or whatever is not out of Chicago. Uh, uh, Gramblings is based in LA. Second City is from Chicago. Oh, Second City. Okay, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> no, you <laughs> yeah. Got it. So that's a fun. that's a huge um, stepping stone. Like huge stepping, like huge stepping stone. stone for a lot of people in the in the entertainment industry. And also in 2009, uh, 20, 2009, 2008, 2009, you had like you know Kumail coming up, Hannibal Burris coming up, uh, Kyle Kinane coming up. All these people coming up from the Chicago scene, you know, Pete Holmes from Chicago, DJ oh. Miller. Well, I know he's kind of whatever now, but he was a big thing back then. And he started in Chicago. So you had all these heavyweights coming out of Chicago, you know, and there's still like LA expats now, like LA, big LA comedians on the local front, like Dave Hellum and, you know, Laura Bites, who you've seen before she started in Chicago, uh, Megan Gailey, all these people, they all came from Chicago. So there's still, you know, I'm not trying to, I know I'm in LA now. I shouldn't be like, <laughs> but, but there is a, a there, there's a great, there's a great uh, community in Chicago and then they get to come to LA and have good time. So yeah. But you were born yeah. and raised in Chicago though, right? I was also born and raised in Chicago. So, I mean, you're going to always love Chicago no matter where you're going to be. <laughs> yeah. I find myself like doing, like I'll wear Chicago local. Like I have this hat from Reed's <laughs> local, which is a great bar in Chicago. I actually host, I'll go back sometimes and host King of the Hill trivia. Uh, and oh, which wow. that's that's my other favorite thing wrestling and king of the hill like if there was a thing that come up, if, if there was so a random. thing that could combine like king of the hill if there was a if hey a, a thq and ukes get on a king of the hill wrestling game that'll be <laughs> it could be a sequence to the simpsons wrestling game that, yeah which people shit on that game it's a good game i, I like, mean it's fun for what yeah, it is yeah. for what it is but it does yeah it's it's it, it's clearly combining simpsons and wrestling in, a, in a, an interesting way um i have this weird print somewhere i gotta find it it's at my i think it's at my parents house in chicago but it's literally like simpsons characters in the style of like old attitude era wrestlers and like so like so like barney's in like sting's makeup or something so not just attitude era but like wcw nitro and attitude era i'll have to find that print maybe i'll show it to you next time on the show (laughs) yeah great absolutely or send me a picture of it or something on instant messenger yeah well, I'm just trying to politic my way back on the show. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, well, part two. Yeah, well, part two. Uh, <laughs> where are you planning part two out? So what was it that made you decide you wanted to try it out, and how did you get started? Yeah, so just talking to those local features, local features at Lakeshore Theater, they were like, hey, we're, there's, there's an open mic here. And so then I went to my first open mic, which was like the day, I think like a week after Carlin died, which I don't know why I started then. You can, you can take, you can read into, I really, there's no particular reason for that, but it just, it became that thing. Uh, but it explains uh, yeah. a lot. No, it explains <laughs> a, I know ah, the spirit. No, it's, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but I went to this, I went to this place called the edge comedy club. It was, it was the, it was like, they would just do like little shows and like the, there was like multiple spaces in this black box theater uh, and it was called this, the the venue was called the Chicago Center for Performing Arts, um, the, which is no longer around now. Mega Church has now since taken over oh, wow. the Chicago. And I know this because I went back to try to film for a documentary. Like, hey, this is where I started. And they literally came out and like, oh, can you not film here? I'm like, well, I used to do stuff here. I'm just, we're just filming the outside. Calm down. Calm down, church. <laughs> Calm down, church. <laughs> Calm down, church. <laughs> But yeah, like I went up the first, and I remember they didn't, ex- they were running it, the mic was being run shotgun style, which means you bring up the next person performing. And I mm-hmm. also, uh, did, so I didn't understand, they didn't really explain it. So I'm like, oh, wait, wow. you bring up the next person. So I just assumed all open mics were you bring up the next person. Uh, <laughs> they also, and I thought when the light would expire, that would mean like when they said, we'll give you the light. I thought they were like, they didn't really explain it was like a light, like a flashlight. 
I thought they would flicker the lights when your time was done. So they never really explained any of that to me. So it took me like my first five mics before somebody's like, you know, when we do this, that means you're done. And I remember because one time I went really long at another mic. I did like 10 minutes at one mic. And I was just like, somebody like started lighting their like lighter at me. And I'm like, <laughs> is this like a concert or something? What are you, what are you, what are you doing with that? <laughs> and then somebody explained to me, that's the light. So there's there are a few people in Chicago who like, he runs line. I'm like, yeah, when I was one month in, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And these bitter comics still look, oh, I remember that one job. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> I still run the line sometimes, though, but that's that's other reasons. Sometimes I, mean, I can't you sleep. do it like in the beginning of your career, and then you do it again when you're a super. You do it again. Man. But also, it's like if somebody just like waves a phone and it's not very bright, I can't see that. Like, you got to give me a flashlight. You got to use the flashlight mode. You got to do something. Like, people got to be clear, right? Not everybody has 20 20 vision. I got, I got, I got very bad vision. <laughs> I need yeah, to change no, glasses. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. And that's one thing. That's an anxiety that a lot of people have too, is like uh, with the first time in a place, like even professional comedians, because I used to work at a comedy club. Yeah. I'll have like professional comedians like, hey, where's the light? How do I know the yeah, light? Yeah, how do I on? see it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the light's right here. You know, blah, 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 whatever. It's a whole thing. That. Yeah. So that's what's good about comics. Zoom is, you know, you just get a message in Zoom so you can see that. You know what I mean? I kind of. And then you got guys that. like Faze on Love who the light doesn't even matter to. Oh, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on Saturday night, uh, I, I the light was still on because we just leave the light on for him at that point, you know. Yeah. Saturday night, the place was empty. We were cleaning up, and Faison Love was chilling with his friends, and the light was still on. I noticed the light was still on, so I go, "Hey, Faison, I left the light on for you for tomorrow night." And, <laughs> and then all his friends started laughing because he they know he runs. Light. Yeah, because they know he runs the light. <laughs> the way you said it, I'm like, oh, everybody just leaves and he's still performing. Like that. Yeah, no, no. The the place like 75% cleared out and he was just on stage, just being crazy, just yeah, singing jingle bells for it was like not even close to Christmas. And it was just a weird, fun, crazy night. Does he do like people bring things from the sign like from Friday and all like the movies? No, they didn't really no, they didn't. The second time he was there, he didn't do it so much. The first time he was there, though, it was epic. It was fun. I, I really Faison. enjoyed it. Faison loves cool. Uh, I know he's adamant about Bill Cosby being innocent, but he's still a cool comedian. <laughs> yeah, he does have some joke about that. He but, has some know. opinions about that stuff from it's like, uh, but you know, from a purely a comedian point of view, yeah, you know, okay with them. Yeah, just like with yeah. wrestling, you know, I don't need their personal opinions on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Do I really care what fucking Kane's opinions are on women's rights? No, I don't. I don't think he's gonna have good opinions. <laughs> no, that's true. It's true. So uh, you're doing mics in Chicago, and you're just kind of getting your feet wet. You're running the light a little bit and stuff. Running the light a little bit, getting yeah. the feet wet, and then yeah, just twelve years later, it, it really is. Everybody's just like, you're getting things, and how does it work? I'm like, I, you got to put your feet to the ground and just keep like anything re- repetition and refinement. You know. Um, when I first started, I read this book. I didn't really take a comedy class or anything. I read this book uh, by Fra- there's this old comedian named Franklin Ajay. He has a book called Comic Insights. And the first chapter he talks about the rest. There's one chapter about comedy, like how to start. And the rest of the chapters are just interviews with other comedians. Uh, it's a really cool book. Oh, wow. I, I recommend oh, people. That's interesting. Comics Insights yeah. by Franklin Ajay. Uh, but in the first chapter, he talks about how he would take like an old school tape recorder on stage and record the audio of the set so he could review later. And so that was just something I started doing from the very beginning. And I still do it to this day. I do that too. So you can see what worked, how you said things. I don't really do it with Zoom. It's hard to do with Zoom comedy stuff, but like yeah, with an in-person, I'll, I mean, I guess you could record the video of the Zoom thing, but that's 
whatever. Uh, it's like you're recording I, a video of a video at that point. Yeah, that I don't. <laughs> I do have some videos on my Zoom sets, but it's only if I really tried something new and I don't want. Yeah, and there was a way I tried it on the Zoom that I will forget. So I'll I'll keep that. But yeah, like since the beginning, I always have my voice memo app open, and some comedians hate the sound of their voice. I know my oh, voice doesn't I sound hate. whatever, but it's also like you gotta do it. Just, yeah. yeah i hate i hate i hate my voice speaking of your voice though uh yes. i hear your voice every time i watch monday night raw because i feel like that jimmy smith guy sounds just like you <laughs> i have i have heard that before too so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to tweet at jimmy smith and be like hey we sound alike <laughs> <laughs> we sound alike hey, J- hey jimmy there's some jokes here uh you should tell <laughs> unfortunately though i don't like him so <laughs> yeah i um I mean, obviously, you know, with the with the changeover, you know, I really love that Kevin Owens Drew McIntyre match from a few weeks ago. I really yeah. like what Triple H is doing with look three hours of wrestling, and now it's a little more uh, more captivated. So I mean, you know, the the Gargano Johnny Gargano return. Oh, last that was incredible. One day, and incredible. and to play with the history because obviously you have you know uh, Austin Theory is the Money in the Bank right now, oh, um, yeah, and he's listen. Everybody can shit on. He's playing a heel very well. He's doing. He's, it no, right. he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah. And you're right though, because back in the, a few years ago, he was Johnny's rookie. So I like this. I'm curious where the story is going to go now with with Johnny Gargano and, and and Austin uh, Austin Theory. I'm curious about that. Also, I gotta say, uh, when Austin Theory was at Mania this year, it was the Pat McAfee Austin Theory match, yeah. and uh, Stone Cold came out for that stunner. Austin Theory sold a really good stunner. Like the crowd really appreciated uh uh austin stunner cell i owens had a good stunner cell i'm not gonna not, i'm a big owens fan by the way owens kind of there's a, that comedy thing of like you know owens you know never really got the big push when he was younger and now he's here and he's you know he's traveled the road and you know he's he's not built like the other you know wrestlers and i'm not built like the other comedians you know so there's 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 that kind of i relate to owens a little Oh yeah, and yeah. Owens is really funny too. Owens really it might be he one is, of the funniest, like of the yeah. current yeah. roster. He's very funny. You know, I used to uh, when we used to watch PWG back in the day. We don't really watch it much now, but I used to be yeah. so happy when KO would be on commentary because he would do oh, commentary yeah. often. So funny, he was such man. a good. He was so good and funny on commentary. Off the cuff too, people like I'll watch like YouTube videos of him like when he was like Universal Champion, like interacting with the heel yeah. fans, like as the fans as the heel, and he would just be like, they'd be like, you suck. I'm like, yeah, you live with your mother. It's like he had these like quick responses. <laughs> So he's really good off the cuff. Yeah. I didn't like the thing they were doing with Elias where he was like, no, 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 no. Like just, the, it was, it I was didn't fun. like that either. You're a liar. You're a liar. It, 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 it's a corny bit, but it works for Owen. Owens can pull it off because Owens is, can, you give him anything and he'll make it work. I'm a little bit curious to see how they play it out now because now they brought in Elias's dad. They brought in another brother. They brought in the yeah. grandmother. Well, they so need we'll to see. do, if you remember when McFoley one year entered the Rumble as, uh, mankind, Cactus Jack. That was in San Jose, Love. baby. Hell San yeah. Jose. I think we need. Oh, that was in San Jose. I didn't know that. Yeah, Hell ninety-eight. Yeah. I think. So I think at this year's coming Rumble, which I think is in San Antonio, if I'm not mistaken, I believe. I think it's that was the same night that Shawn Michaels took that back bump on the casket. Oh Ooh. God, that was a, that the one that like where he couldn't wrestle literally until Mania fourteen. The one. Yeah, the one that he that put him out for like three or four years. Yeah. yeah, and again, like Michaels and Undertaker, they had so many great. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, like I kind of want to see Elias and Ezekiel and all the family members show up at the Rumble as different people. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. You can have Owens be like, no, 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 he's already there. like, he just freaks out in the middle. Of the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're building to that. It's going to be wild. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, uh, back to the Chicago's comedy scene here. Uh, at what point did you feel like you were you were kind of onto something and you were kind of like just doing well and rising up in the ranks? Um, yeah, I think in uh, 2014, I started, you know, just getting more shows. I was running a few shows. I was starting to help with uh, there's an improv theater in the Midwest called Comedy Sports. They have locations kind of all over the Midwest and there's one in England and then they might have a few in the, they might have one in New York or the East Coast. I'm not familiar, but I started helping produce shows at the Comedy Sports Improv Theater. Like, but these would be stand up shows and improv theater. And just oh, realizing that, yeah, there are different venues, not just a comedy club can be geared for comedy, you know, like comedy works great in music venues. I just did, I just performed with uh, Frankie Marcos uh, this weekend and we did oh, a music venue. And yeah, Frankie's you know, great. I don't know, I don't know if you know this, you don't know this actually. Yeah. We were in the room the night Frankie did his first. Mike ever. Oh, hey, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. We met his mom. His mom was there. Ah, yeah. so we go way back with Frankie Marcos. He's he great. Well, that night he did well his that night. night. Like he did well he that was, night. And we knew. Yeah, he was decent that night, and now he's just a beast. No, I he's, saw he's, him do a five minute set one time, like three or four years ago, just on being an Uber driver, and I was like laughing so hard. He he's very good off the cuff. Uh, and he's hustling right now. He's setting up all these shows yeah. at these mm-hmm. wineries and all, like all on his own. Literally, he brings the equipment and sets it up. We just we just did these, wow. these two shows these weekends, but we did one in Solvang, uh, I, which I didn't even know what it was. Apparently, that's the town where fucking Sideways, the movie Sideways, was filmed. Oh, and I'm a big crazy. fan of Sideways. So, but the venue, to go back to what I'm saying, it's a music venue where apparently Jeff Bridges' band plays at this venue. So that was kind of cool to be on. That's dope. The There's dude. all these pictures of Jeff Bridges everywhere. But again, low ceiling music venues are great because low ceilings you know and that was our thing too so when you mentioned like how do i kind of figure out what i when i you know when i'm figuring out how what i'm doing as a comedian or how is it kind of clicking it's when i'm learning about low low ceilings okay what works to promote a show what works for good audio you know how do you produce a show properly kind of going to other local shows and studying them and then another thing happened in 2014 so i'd say 2014 is when it started clicking another thing that happened was there was this thing i don't know if they do it anymore but it was it used to be called Stand Up for Diversity, NBC Stand Up for Diversity. Then it was called Stand Up NBC. It was basically a national talent search uh, that NBC had. And they did one in Chicago. And they did it at this place that's no longer doing comedy. It was called Jokes and Notes on the south side of Chicago. And you lined up and they literally, 100 people lined up. I remember getting there at 5 a.m. to line up. And I was like 99 out of 100. And oh then wow. you went in. And you did 30 seconds of stand-up at like in the afternoon. And then you'd come back later in the day and do two minutes of stand-up. And then if they liked you, you would do a showcase the next night for agents and NBC wow. people. And so I got to, wow. I advanced to that showcase the next night. I got to work with Tone Bell, if you guys know Tone Bell at all. Awesome. Uh, I, have vo- I have video footage still of Tone Bell butchering Desic. He could not say my name. It was like, it's really bad how he said like he just like it, it i can was relate a, to that guy i butcher people's names sometimes i just call people by the wrong name yeah it was tone bell saying my name was like vince mcmahon taking the stunner at this <laughs> oh it was woof like just but that really opened my eyes to hey i'm doing comedy and Clearly, it's working in this capacity that I could advance from 99 of 100 people all the way down to five people. That's amazing. That and it wasn't amazing. even 100 people because they added people to the second round who didn't have to do the first round. So 
I would say I was five out of, I was right. Eight out of 125 people. So that to advance to that, like kind of gave me a little bit of confidence. Like, Hey, I kind of have something, something's working for me. Yep. You know? Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Wait. So you started comedy when you were in college? Yeah, I was like 20. Um, I, I did I did a few open mics in college. I was like 22 when I started. So around What were you going to be if you didn't become a comedian? Um, so I didn't go to school for I got like a I got an economics degree. I oh. thought about going to law school. I took the LSAT, but then I just was like, oh, every lawyer I know is like in massive debt or whatever. And, oh, dang. You know, or they go yeah. into corporate law and just that's how you paid off. I'm like, do I really want to be defending Enron? Like, right. Do you really want to be an asshole for the rest of your life? Yeah, asshole lawyer or whatever. I'm a comedian. <laughs> you gotta chase, you gotta chase some ambulances, man. Chase some ambulances. Our thing too, I graduated when the reception happened, recession happened. So all these good, oh, four-year degree, you get a job right out of college, those all dried up. So mm-hmm. yeah. I luckily did an internship at the Chamber of Commerce. So I was able to parlay that into like a like a just a shitty part-time job. I shouldn't say shitty. They supported me when I needed <laughs> money. So they helped me out. I didn't know well, I, so funny, it was, it was important like, at the time. It was important at the time. No, it was and and, and they were very nice comedy into comedy i think a couple of them even came to see me do comedy at one point so no it was i, I appreciate that i appreciate that job going but you always have to appreciate you know the jobs that you have yeah the people that kind of help you out when you need the helping when you need i mean then i started i mean even this last job i had the, the monitoring job i got that because i did second city classes with somebody so it's like comedy kind of helped me get a few of these jobs there's there's uh there's mark anthony who you guys know from the fun yep. simulation virtual mic from zoom yeah from zoom you know i work with him in person too but like he's got me day job like anytime his company needed like a temp or day job he would reach out to comedians so you know mm-hmm. comedy, that's, that's incredible for him comedy started getting me day jobs too you know wow. like i would be filling oh, yeah. out jobs and then one community like, hey, we need help with this tech thing or some dumb thing or whatever and i that that kind of helps so it's funny how i was getting jobs through comedy you know like just shitty day or whatever, just easy day job. So, <laughs> yeah, you're all, I guess I'm saying the word shitty day job. As I'm saying shitty, because hey, <laughs> there's nothing shitty about getting money no, to pay I know bills. What you mean, though. Just yeah, like easy, like you said, yeah, easy, monotonous. You know, so you're uh, you're in Chicago, you're on the rise, uh, you're doing well in comedy, and then uh, COVID happens. Yeah, so doing comedy, producing shows. I produced a show that went kind of uh, it went pretty well. It's called Simmer Brown. Um, then that dissipated in 2017 so that was from 2014 i ran two really kind of successful shows that didn't really end up coming through like they kind of you know we, we were on a hiatus and we just never brought them back yeah and that was those were roughly around the same time from 2014 to 2017 that's when things started to pick up and those two shows one of them was called simmer brown it was a show with two other south asian uh comedians uh, one of them was samina mustafa um and they don't really do comedy anymore but the shows were picking up steam margaret Cho, margaret Cho tweeted out at those shows wow um, uh like chris red from snl he was on them a few times we had like we had like janelle james who's now on abbott elementary she dropped in a few times oh god who else did that show that's okay. kind of will miles who's done like stuff now dave hallam did it a lot like yeah we've had people who've gone on to do cool things do that show uh um, coming through and just you know that's awesome i like that it, it was a good time and then the other show i ran which i kind of want to bring back in some sort of capacity uh it was called snack attack and we had artwork that was like a saturday morning cartoon so i had my clean shaven face is like a saturday morning cartoon this guy rudy schultz did all the artwork wow. but the premise of the show was we'd have three comedians three four comedians and then we'd have a headliner 
the headliner would choose their favorite snack and then we would serve that snack right before they went on. So oh, that's a good one. We wouldn't serve it before the show. We wouldn't serve it after the show. No, there would be like two minutes of chaos right before the headliner would go on where we'd have to hand out like, and it wouldn't just be chips. We'd hand out like garlic bread. We had mozzarella sticks oh, one time. Yummy. We had nutty, that little Debbie nutty bars or whatever, which mm. I had to go to a store one time and buy like a whole like, Costco box of them. I do. I buy those all the time. I love those. And I'm like, I'm either people either think like I'm buying this for a birthday party or my life is in shambles. And it's like, oh, which one? Which one is? Um, a little of both. We yeah, got a little of both. We got Tato's one time. Tato's are Irish potato chips. I had to go to like an Irish heritage center to get. You them. had to go find them. You had to track them to down. Find- oh wow! If you remember, Conan O'Brien did this remote at this Irish center when he was in Chicago. I I literally just looked up that Irish center from the YouTube video and went there. And they were like, <laughs> they had this little plaque thing that from like when Conan was there. So yeah, that's that's how I found it. I remember just having to find. Oh, one time we this one comic Danny Callis who he actually is the founder of Comedians You Should Know, which is one of the shows I used to watch before I even did stand up comedy when I was still like at the Lakeshore Theater. He wanted for his snack jelly beans, but specifically one flavor, booger flavored jelly beans. Oh my gosh. And then like a bowl full of booger. So it was like a little like, yeah, like a little jar. Oh my gosh. So we had to go on Amazon and like rush delivery them or something. Not rush, but we had to get a special order of just that. Yeah. And I think he still has it somewhere. Like because we of course, like everybody just wanted no one like some people would try, some people didn't want to try, like. We would give out one to each one, like a, a paper towel or whatever. But yeah, like there's a fucking still half-eaten jar of those jelly beans somewhere. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> probably not half-eaten anymore. You probably yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, it was a long pandemic. You probably got bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, <laughs> never mind. Okay, let's uh, make a really terrible booger joke, but I will not do that. Please, <laughs> <laughs> if you want, hey, you can do what you want. So, um, at this point, uh, what's it like for you now? Uh, everything is shut down and uh, you're on zoom and that's where I met you basically. Yeah. So 2019, um, I recorded my album in 2019. We didn't release it obviously until 2020, but you know, like things are starting to pick up. I'm starting to headline in 2019, starting to headline more in 2020 pandemic happens. Um, You know, unlike a lot of the comedians who just start going to Florida right away and touring again or performing and like, fucking vacant fields for like cars or whatever i listen i'm not gonna knock anyone who did that more power to you hats off to everybody who did that i hope everybody was safe and it's fine but i was with family and i couldn't do that so you know and also there was something about i'm gonna drive two hours to go to a field with like cars you couldn't even hear the cars and they would just be like on like like a like a drive-through music talk box thing yeah i just I was like, this is a lot of risk potentially getting COVID when we didn't have a vaccine or anything. I'm like, I'm risking COVID and I can't even hear the laughs. Uh, maybe I'll just sit in my apartment in sweatpants and do a set on my <laughs> laptop. You know, it was like weighing the two options. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I, I still think, you know, we still do Zoom shows today. We have, I have two shows that are, or I co-run two shows. One is Comedy in English on Sundays on the on the KO Comedy Hub Network. And the other one oh, is the- cool is the uh, chirping bird comedy which uh we need to get both of you back on you such know, a fun uh, show yeah yeah, yeah you absolutely. guys do so well with your producing shout Thank out you. to the, the the original two gentlemen who started that show were eric branstein and drew beekler they founded the show uh shout out to judah freelander who comes on because he's he's so awesome and wants to just 
be an interactive performer. Um, That's awesome. That was the cool thing for me about Zoom. I know a lot of comedians are like, oh, Zoom. Yeah. But I, I got to meet some really cool people doing yeah. Zoom. Yes. Absolutely. I met Bria, I met Bria Maria Bamford on Zoom. That was really wow. cool, too. That is so freaking cool. Josh Gondelman, who he's actually, you know, this is, I don't know when this is going up, but you're getting the exclusive. He will be on Chirping Bird tomorrow. Like he's a, oh, he's, wow. This won't be up by then. I can guarantee that. <laughs> he used to write for, a lot of people don't know, he used to write for uh, uh, Last Week Tonight, John Oliver's uh, show. Oh, wow. And he also wrote for Jesus and Marrow's show. Um, and he's done like Comedy Central. He has his own hour out that's right now. So he's a, he's a really cool dude. Uh, yeah, just meeting all these comics through Zoom that, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know, I don't know we would have met if there weren't Zoom comedy, you know, so that's really cool. That. That's the thing too, like, for example, connecting you, right? with all these people, yeah. Like, I may have met you in passing, but will we become friends? You know, who knows? Yeah, so I hope to see you guys in person now, now that Absolutely. things are over. Especially, you're, so you're in LA now, so you're closer yeah. to us. Yeah. Um, Definitely did you say, see. did you say that you, re- you, you started headlining around the same time you recorded your album? Yeah, like in, like in early 2019, I started headlining. I mean, I actually, I would say I did some headlining gigs in 2017 too, but I would say I was more bona fide to be a headliner 2018, 2019, really building up that hour, you know, and then I had been asked by my producer, Dave Winnick, who he goes by St. Dude Productions. Now that's kind of his moniker, but he'd been asking me since 2018, record an album, record an album. And I just felt the end of the year, if we're going to do it, let's do this is in 20. I remember having a, a brainstorming session in June of 2019 being like, okay, we can either record it this year or we can wait till my 10th year anniversary in April of 2020. Had I decided to do that, mm-hmm. I would not have been able to record anything in 2019. So yeah. I was like, no, let's just get it out. Let's just do it. That's a great way to cap off the year. Let's do it in December 2019. My birthday's in December. It's a good time. And so I remember literally saying, okay, December is usually a tougher time for shows because people go to Christmas parties or they yeah. go out of town. So I got a lot do, of money on Christmas too. They, and they spend a lot of money on Christmas. I'm like, I got to do it early in December. So I was looking at Fridays and Saturdays early in December. And I saw the first Saturday in December was December 7th. December 7th also happens to be my parents' wedding anniversary. So I'm like, this is some sort of like sign or whatever you want to call it. So the album is named after them. It was recorded on their parents' wedding anniversary. We released it like a week after their wedding anniversary in 2020. 2020. Oh, so a year later. All, yeah, basically it was a year later. We re- released it. So it was all these factors coming into play. So yeah, I'm really proud of that album. You know, Did you name it after your parents because it fell on their anniversary or was that just like happy coincidence? It was, it was, I was definitely thinking about names and that was one of the names I had had on my list. And then when I saw the, date lining up i'm like that's what we're gonna call it wow wow so it was like one of seven names and then that was a date and i'm just like okay this is coming together so. that is so freaking cool man nick and sheila's kid right nick and sheila's kid yeah still available <laughs> everywhere um i love it you get it on it's still on spotify for all you hip kids it's still on itunes <laughs> Still on Amazon, but if you buy it through my website, uh, you get deleted tracks, you get yeah. family photos, oh, more tracks too. You get more tracks, you get you get the vinyl version, which is just like an audio file with vinyl sounds on it. So you get you get two versions <laughs> of the album plus deleted tracks. I sound like a pitch man right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just gotta do right. Uh, I sell the po- the artwork. I sell as like eight and a half by eleven poster. It comes on very nice that artwork. So I, cool. I can wow. sign it for you. You can also get it when I'm on the road. You know, I sold some in, on the Frankie Marco shows as well. 
um yeah so it's it's a great little oh, thing you know we definitely have to get you to sign one and, and oh yeah, yeah we definitely let me know do that. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah next time we're in person i'll get you guys one. hell yeah that sounds great that sounds great so what's it like just to release an album like release a comedy album um yeah it was it was exciting you know again we we finished it we recorded in 2019 the thing was edited around june ish but then it was also just like you know the protests were going on so we we're like let's not release it right now let's you know, that's a good idea because the world was kind of so smart. angry, angry at that time. Angry at time. I mean, but a lot of people released content, so I was like, let's get. Part of me was like, let's release it in 2021, but I was like, no, let's just get it out. Let's just get it out in 2020. Let's release yeah. it. So I was like, let's release it in December. But everyone was like, oh, if you release it around, you know, holidays, people might not buy. But I'm like, I think people need something to buy around the holidays. And also, the irony is the release date was uh, December 22nd. December 21st was when. John Mulaney went to rehab uh, and oh, that's when his album started tracking. So I was not going to be number one on Amazon or iTunes because his album, people started buying his stuff, but um, the people came through and we went to number one. So yeah. Oh, you became number one. I still went to number one on Hell Amazon yeah. and iTunes. Um, I did not know that. Congratulations. There's, there's, I have the frame thing. It's number two, John Mulaney, Pratik number one. I have that image. Frame. Uh, wow. yeah. Congratulations. That's oh, thank you. Yeah. Cool. It was a good time. I think I remember I might have done either your podcast or I remember you shared it or something. So I appreciate it. It couldn't have been done without everybody who shared it. So so thank you for sharing it. You know. Hell yeah. yeah I did. Really yeah, did. probably. I did definitely wanted to support it. So I'm something, sorry. Something. Yeah. So I, did I appreciate something. you sharing it. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I, uh, I, did I had you on my wrestling podcast too. We talked about it. On we there. did. Yeah. You were, you did that too. Yes. Mm-hmm. That that was good. Absolutely. And shout out to everybody on the, uh, you know, displaced network who was super supportive of the album. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It took it really took a village to keep us all sane. Yeah. Yes, you know, during that time. Hell yeah! So, um, you went to Amsterdam recently. I did not. You uh, did that, not. Uh, and much, much like I was supposed to go, but much like with wrestling uh, lineups, cards subject to change. You guys, <laughs> yeah. I was no. Unfortunately, I was not able to go. Uh, I I'm pot- tentatively going to uh london uh and england and parts of paris in november we have not figured that out yet we're still coordinating everything but potentially i might be going to uk uh and as for amsterdam we're trying to work that back in uh the shows have been rescheduled uh boom chicago theater wants to have me back so we'll, we'll you know stay tuned stay updated on my instagram and all that stuff and we'll let you know when i go back so i, I do plan on still going oh yeah so that would be super rad, uh, like a European yeah. tour. Yes, that is still in the oh, works. Yeah. We're, 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 you know, stay up to date on PratikComedy.com. Was that the original plan? Was a tour of the U- of the Europe or? It was, was going to be Am- Amsterdam. It was going to be Amsterdam, Paris, Rome, okay. and a few other, maybe like one other city. And then I really want to go. To, I do want to go to Ireland too. So we're, we're figuring everything out, you know. Nice, nice. But that, I, that a UK really tour cool, is, when you do that. a Europe tour is on the horizon for sure. Have you ever performed internationally? I have, I did one show in Canada and then very early in my career, I was in India for a wedding and I did like one thing in India, but I would like to properly with the experience I have now go back and perform. Um, I was trying to make Mexico happen, but you know, it's a little, uh, you know, a lot of cartel wars right now in Mexico. It seems like things have heated up. So we might be holding off on that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you speak um, your native language? I can speak Hindi a little bit, yes. Um, can you, uh, would you be able to like put together a set in Hindi? I could do like a, maybe not a full, like 
all, entirely Hindi. It could be like Hinglish. Like it would be half Hindi, half English. <laughs> do they do that? Like Spanglish? They do that. Yes, that's wow. very common. Also, like you know, to kind of I'm, uh, the through line of wrestling. That's kind of the through line of this podcast. India loves wrestling. It's so huge in India. It is. Yeah, it really it's, is. It's wild. It's it's wild around the world. It's funny. There's this clip of the there's this Bollywood movie where they had uh the fake the guy who played fake Undertaker Brian Lee. They had him show up as Undertaker in this weird Bollywood movie. So there's literally oh, wow. I didn't know, know this that. random clip. Um, I'll send it to you. Remind me, I'll send it to you. Yeah, this random clip of a Bollywood movie where all of a sudden Undertaker's wrestling. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, speaking of Bollywood, what about acting? Have you done any acting? I have. I was in, well, I was on a few things. I was on this thing for WG America called Man Man of the People, where it's like a sketch show. This comedian, Pat Tomasulo, who he's also like the morning anchor for WGN, he would have comedians do sketches. So oh, I played wow. this. I, I, we did this one thing where we took a, we took one of the Chicago guys who looks like Billy, Billy Joel. And this was a week Billy Joel was coming to Chicago. He dressed up as Billy Joel and went around Chicago and people be like, it's Billy Joel. And we played the paparazzi guys who filmed him. So oh, everybody God. thought it was Billy Joel, but it wasn't. Do you uh, have that? Like, um, is that recorded or something? Is that yeah, like it's on YouTube. The, it it, aired, it aired on Joel. TV. It aired on TV, but it's on YouTube too. So I can send you that. if you want. Yeah. I, I then, love Billy Joel. So I would love to watch that. And then I also worked with, uh, he was a writer for SNL. His name is T Sean Shannon. Uh, but he wrote this sketch where this is right after Trump's, lackey george papadopoulos went to jail for two weeks so we filmed like a like a msnbc jail promo but for two weeks george papadopoulos in jail and it was me pretending to be george papadopoulos (laughs) in jail for two weeks so that clip is also available too so i did those things um i mean i was an extra on empire back in the day I was on set when Ter- uh, not Terrence Howard Lee Lee Daniels was directing uh, the pilot of Empire that show Empire and I remember him yelling because he didn't like the color of Terrence Howard's socks in one scene so <laughs> he had to do that uh, I was an extra on that uh, and then I was also in a couple short films uh, this guy Brad Kaufman who's a very funny comedian out of Chicago he's been producing these short films uh, and working with this other comedian named Stephen Haas and we're directing and he's directing them on those really nice cameras. And these films have gotten accepted into Cannes, uh, the independent oh, Cannes awesome. Film Festival. So That's really awesome. The one I'm in is called Hambone de Fromage. It's about a it's about a, it's about a, a, a culinary uh, restaurateur who makes a sandwich that is out of this world. And I play the heavenly body who helps you deal with that sandwich. So it's a really cool <laughs> short film. You cannot, I mean, you can't really watch it right now just because it's still touring the circuit or whatever, but we did a film premiere in Chicago. I got to do stand up at the film premiere. It was really cool. So that is, so cool. Wow. That is really cool. That is incredible. The acting is definitely, you know, I have my reel and all. So trying to, you know, just trying to get, trying to get yourself out there and do it out there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, what about uh, going to LA? Uh, did, you, did you experience any culture shocks in that transition? Um, well, yeah, I just, um, coming from Chicago, bars and restaurants just open later in Chicago than LA. It seems like everything closes <laughs> relatively. You know, there's diners out here. There's a What's few your drinking time? What time do they have to stop drinking in Chicago, not Illinois? I mean, average is, there's most bars are 2 a.m. Okay. Average. 
after the pandemic, maybe you're, and then we have like certain 4am spots too in Chicago. Oh, wow. After the pandemic, a lot of the 4am's have become 2am's, 2am's, some of them have become noon, uh, not noon, excuse me, midnight. <laughs> that's really early. <laughs> that's bad. That's, that's not, mm-hmm. but you'll still, if you want to stay out till 4am in Chicago, there are still places to go to. That's cool. That's it's cool. just not as readily available. Like pre-pandemic, there were 4am spots just around the corner everywhere. Like it was... Wow. It that's unheard of for us or like their kitchen would be open till four two. now it's like you go you can find a 4 a.m spot but then their kitchen closes earlier you know, like so that's, yeah. you know so that's thank you pandemic for that <laughs> <laughs> what about la though what's la been like i mean it's fun I, I live in sherman oaks you know obviously what's been beneficial to me is i help run a show in santa monica out here so i'm getting regular stage time it's a uh, the 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 virtual show comedy in English. We have a live show that's every Tuesday and Saturday uh, at oh, the wow. Santa Monica Hostel. Uh, so come out, check it out sometime. It's, oh it's, yeah, it's, we'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. Fun old, fun old, grand old times. So that's Tuesdays and Saturdays. Um, you know, and then I've gotten, I've been blessed. I've done some of the other kind of shows around here. I've not really done Laugh Factor out here yet, but you know, I've done a few things at the Hollywood Improv. I've done you know Flappers. I've done the Comedy Chateau on some of the other venues you know there's there's the setup comedy which is you know setup started in san francisco now they have an la location in oh culver i didn't city. know there was an la location now there's la culver city every wednesday and sunday so i saw you you know what i saw you uh at setup and i thought you were here in town <laughs> or in san francisco anyway you know yeah yeah, yeah. no i was supposed i did i was supposed to do it this one wednesday but then you know, there was scheduling conflict or whatever, but uh, um, I have been, I've, I've been able to come to San Francisco once or twice. I usually just take the bus and get up from San Francisco. It's probably easier than making the drive. I also don't have a car out here yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just kind of either Ubering or I'll take like the bus or, you know, you can take the bus if you know kind of where you're going. Yeah, you're absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We sure know that. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. So you can kind of navigate that. Um, and then if it's something far, you know, just Uber and just eat those Uber costs. You know, with gas right now and insurance, maybe Uber's cheaper. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or uh, throw, you know, throw some comic 10 bucks. And- well, that yeah, it's the other, yeah, I kind of get my friends to pick me up and I buy them food or something. You know? Yeah, exactly. I, That's I cool. make it up that way. So, yeah. So yeah, take the bus to San Francisco. I did get to do the uh, San Francisco punchline earlier this year. That was really fun. Oh, oh awesome! Yay. I was with Kabir Singh part. and Samuel Bade. That was a really good time. Oh, that's awesome. Some of your listeners, you know, they might know Samuel Bade. He's he's regular in KO comedy. He started KO comedy. Uh, he's also my roommate. I mean, he's never home, but he he does. What a great play. roommate! <laughs> yeah, he's just on the road. Uh, he's actually in Edinburgh right now. He's in Europe right now. Wow! So. wow. Oh. You know, I we've known both Sammy and Kabir. Since we started doing comedy, I started oh, in 2010. Wow. So I've known them, we've known them like 12 years as long as you've been doing comedy. Oh, wow. And, yeah. They're, yeah, good they're people. both incredible comedians. Incredible. And it, like Sammy is like the nicest dude you'd ever meet in your life. Couldn't be nicer. Yeah, Could not be nicer. Amazing. I met him. We talked about, you know, 2014 being a good year. That's the year I met him too. Just he was in Chicago oh. looking for mics and all. And we kind of forged this friendship. Uh, just being like, oh, you're funny and you like mics. And then he started bringing me to colleges. He, I would open for oh, him. Oh, wow. I think 2015, actually, when I did my first college with him, I think Lakeland College in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Um, so he I was, was a first. Your, he, he was part was of your like, rise. He was part of my rise. He definitely gave me a lot of opportunities when I started. And then, yeah, Wonderful. now um, we're roommates. Um, yeah, he, and he's, you know, he's doing big things, too. You know, he's. Oh, he is. Yeah. His work ethic really, you know, I, 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 I really, you know, to talk about work ethic, he has a really good work ethic. I really yeah, admire he does. him. Hey, it's only going to be a, a small footnote in his life. But we were running a show a few years ago, and we were included in his 1,000 Days of Comedy. 
Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> we had him on. We had him on. One of my friends so like, hey, honored. Sammy's in the area. He wants to stop by and do a set. I'm like, bring him in. Bring him bring in. Bring him in. He can go up. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, he actually performed on Christmas. I still, and Thanksgiving, I find that. I find yeah. that. I pull that off. Everywhere, man. He did it a couple of times because a thousand days of comedy is, I think, about three years. Yeah. Three and a half years, something like that. Three that's and a half years, yeah. So you have to do a couple holidays. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. Well, do you have you. anything uh, anything exciting you're working on? Anything coming up? Any projects? Yeah, I mean, we uh, we do the um, we do we do comedy on English Tuesdays and Saturdays. Uh, Bye Bye Liver is the sketch show I was a part of in Chicago. We're trying to bring that to Chicago. Yeah, it's it's a sketch show, just like a bunch of scenes from drinking. It's like set at a bar. So um, yeah, it's in Chicago. It's every Friday. If you're in Chicago, it's every Friday at the Newport Theater. But we are bringing it to LA. So there's plans. To bring it out here uh and then we also are taking it on the road too it's gonna be part of some festivals which you know stay tuned you'll find out where those are um obviously the album is still out check that out if you guys want mm-hmm. um i do an i do a web series kind of thing on instagram and tiktok it's also on youtube too it's called neurotic by nature it's me it's me yelling <laughs> in front of nature so that's- <laughs> wow yeah so that sounds fun. that sounds super fun check that out you know we can i can give you the i also put them all on youtube so we just want to rapid fire run through them on a playlist that's that's there but yeah it's on my instagram and tiktok that is um, so fun that's a cool thing yeah and then before we go if you had one more question for you oh yeah what was it like performing with bobcat goldthwaite that was that, that. I appreciate you asking about that. That was really cool. Yeah. Um. You know. Shout out to the Lincoln Lodge, Adam Burke for connecting me with Bobcat, uh, Goldway. Bobcat's a really, he's a really just a nice guy. He could not be nicer. You know. He um. He told stories. You know. So Bobcat. You know. He's he's like just an OG of the game. You know. He's yeah. Comedy yeah. forever. He was talking about. He used to open up. He used to go on the road with Nirvana. He wouldn't even just do comedy with comedians. He did comedy with Nirvana, the band. Wow, the story. <laughs> oh my God. That's insane. The what? story there was is I guess Kurt Cobain was a big comedy nerd. Like he, a lot of musicians and a lot of wrestlers. You know, we, we talk about wrestlers. Yeah. yeah, a lot of wrestlers and musicians are comedy nerds. So Kurt Cobain, he's a big. Kurt Cobain was a big fan of Kids in the Hall. He was a big fan of Bobcat Goldthwait. And I guess the story is he, he interviewed. He was in college. He had a college radio show. Kurt Cobain. He interviewed Bobcat, who was a touring comedian at the time, for his radio show. And he was like, "Hey, Bobcat, this is our see. He, this is our Nirvana. This is a band I'm in. This is our CD. Like, just kind of giving him like, hey, I'm in a band. Here's my CD. And it was Bleach. That was the CD that he just gave Kirko. Uh, he gave Bobcat that. And Bobcat still has it somewhere. He's like, yeah, this is my band project. And lo and behold, they blew up. And then I guess Kurt was such a big fan of Bobcat. He's like, hey, do you want to open for us? He just he Kurt was entertained oh by Bobcat, God. but Bobcat would tell you he's like." Those crowds were not ready for a comedian. They wanted no, I bet. I bet not. even a famous like comedian. Yeah, Bobcat, it, you yeah. Know? No, they were very not ready for a comedian. And it was funny because Bobcat. So so Bobcat was doing those shows at the Lincoln Lodge. And and I really encourage people, if you're in Chicago, check out the Lincoln Lodge. It's, you know, it's a really historic. It started at the Lincoln restaurant in, in the uptown neighborhood, but now it's uh, in Logan Square. So it's in kind of the, you know, better foot traffic area really diverse crowds. They have shows every night of the week. You know, it's, it's run by some really cool people. Lincoln Lodge is really cool. And they, uh, they, they just, they have this agreement, Bob, like Bobcat, where he was basically running his new hour, like every Tuesday of the month. So it's kind of like a residency. And so to be able to open for him, you know, in a room that he, he's just working on materials, literally asking me, Hey, was this funny? Do you have any tags or whatever? It's really cool to kind of have that experience with them. So, so you know, couldn't be, couldn't be a nicer, couldn't be a nicer human in that, you know, hope to work with them again. 
Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Wow. I bet he has like amazing stories. I think oh, a lot had, of the comedians do. He had so many stories. He talked about, you know, um, you know, he set the t- he was on the tonight show and he set like a chair on the tonight show set on fire. He told <sighs> that story. He's got he's got stories about other comedians. He's got Robin Williams stories because he used to work with Robin Williams. You know, I bet, yeah. him in, in World's Greatest Dad. You know, he's directed, he's directed, he directed uh Jimmy Yes, Jim, not Jimmy Fallon, excuse me, Jimmy Kimmel. He used to direct episodes of Jimmy Kimmel. Oh my god. I'm not gonna spoil some of those stories because he's still telling them on the road right now, but yeah, he has a lot of cool stories. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I forgot that he was a big director. Well, I, I even think know. big I just even because know. I think um he's worked on stuff that I, I thought was like a big pretty deal. damn good yeah and you, you wouldn't think you're like on surprised yeah you, when you think of bobcat you think of like police academy yeah that's academy, right that's right try yeah. like you yeah. think of mm-hmm. stuff like the old stuff the old school stuff from the 80s wow that is so cool pratik man that that's, is really cool what a life i know what a life. <laughs> yeah no it's i'm i'm blessed i'm grateful for my opportunities you know you gotta sometimes you gotta take a step back and be be grateful i think a lot of comedians like oh what's next what's next you know everything's next but it's also be appreciative of what you have yeah absolutely Hell yeah. absolutely great perspective yeah Dave, well thank you so much for being here and talking to us and telling us your story man no problem guys i can't wait to have you back here talk about your european tour talk about maybe the next album talk about you know all this fun stuff you have you know coming up in the future maybe another pay-per-view too yeah we'll talk yeah, about maybe that some more wrestling too hell yeah. absolutely hell yeah uh, before we go you want to plug your social media yeah it's at pretty comedy and that's p-r-a-t-e-k yeah i gotta spell it because <laughs> p-r-a-t well, your last name's not in it at least your last name's not in it. no i yeah so my website is pretty comedy first name and also i pronounce it pretty but there's no like th it's just the t makes a th sound that's just how that's just know, the language the culture so that's yeah. just the language yeah so p-r-a-t-e-e-k comedy that's at pretty comedy that's for my instagram that's for facebook that's for tiktok uh website is pretty comedy.com um you know all that good stuff yeah 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 support support me support comedians support you guys support hypothetical comedy Ooh. and uh yeah support everybody <laughs> it's all a good time <laughs> hell yeah and uh, you can find me on social media at funky sam medina across the board stop laughing she hates it when i say across the board i don't know why oh and you can find me on yeah. instagram and twitter at she shines for you all spelled out no <laughs> numbers no like numbers that. i ain't trying to be creepy. <laughs> and then everything else is that hypothetical comedy instagram twitter all that fun stuff it is sounds yeah. good yeah hell yeah thank you very much Patik. thanks for having me guys take care